Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today, I have my friend, super talented, those cool things with metal, and the founder and owner of MB Piper Metalworks. Did I get that correct? Yeah. Nice. Thanks for coming <laughs> to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I remember seeing your thing on Instagram, like, oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like, well, I made those, you know, because you're usually used to, oh, if it's on Instagram, the person like either buys it and sells it, yeah. but like, you make it. So, okay, I'm interested <laughs> in this. How did it all start for you with the metal thing? Um, So it kind of came from, uh, I lived with a bunch of artists while I was doing my master's degree in political science. And, uh, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> Big change. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, you know, no big deal. <laughs> uh, but uh, I lived with a bunch of artists and I really wasn't enjoying uh, graduate school for a lot of reasons. So uh, I kind of got more and more into their world and seeing what they did. And uh, I started going to art school and just I was just kind of there like <laughs> it was pretty sad there's like and then there's this orphan in the corner <laughs> writing a thesis miserably yeah. and uh and so like the more I did that the more I realized like this is the thing that makes me happy this is the thing that brings me joy and I wake up every day excited to like, draw or sculpt or paint or um I showed you my weird dolls which I don't have with me but uh, I would paint those and that would be like the time I was really happy so I was like okay I have to pursue this yeah. went to the New Brunswick College of Craft and Design um, did their first year where they teach you just like the principles of design I think it's very similar to NASCAD mm. in that way where they teach you just the basics and then you, you specialize and the first day I went into metals we just like cut a shape out and I was like oh this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life wow. like I'm in love with this yeah. so uh, then I got into making all sorts of interesting things so so how long do you study for what is the course <laughs> called anyway um it is uh jewelry and metal arts oh. uh, is the program that I took at the craft college and then so that's a two-year program but beforehand, you unless you have a significant art background, you have to take the Foundation Visual Arts program. And then I turned it into a four-year program because I didn't want to leave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let me live in the walls anymore. So um, I took an extra year called the Advanced Studio Practice where they teach you how to uh, run a business, basically, which was the best thing I've ever done for myself, right, honestly. Right, Because, <laughs> you know, I talk to a couple of artists and it's always that pricing thing that gets you, right? Oh my gosh. Because you love what you're doing. Yeah. But you also need to eat, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I was so lucky in that, that school, they're very like, no nonsense. They're like, this is how you price. So you mm. take the hours of work, the materials, you time them by this, you do this, you do this. And, um, 
that took a lot of the guesswork out, but there's still some guesswork in that you have to look at what other people are doing and you don't right. want to underprice or overprice. Right. Um, and honestly, underpricing is almost worse. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, and to other people. Like, mm. I go on Etsy and they have these like, oh, this is a real sterling silver ring. It's $5. I'm like, well, cool. I can't do that. Right. <laughs> is it really real though? Uh, I have no idea. I've right. never bought them. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't trust him because I'm like five dollars, man. Mm -mm. <laughs> so what, what what would a typical now you did what, for that foundation year? What are some of the things you did? Um, a little bit of everything. So we learned like the principles of design. So um, the gestalt principles, I think they're called: a line, color, pattern. Uh, repetition. I don't remember the rest of them. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Right. Um, but the things that you put into a design to make it pop. Um, and that was a huge part of it. Then it was also just like thinking like an artist. So we did a lot of journaling, oh. um, recording, learning to sketchbook was really wow, big this is for a me. cool course. It's so cool. Not yeah. enough people know about yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and then we learned, we did all the medias too, or a certain number of medias. I think that's changed a little bit. So actually my best friend now, uh, runs the fashion program. So I got to do like a little bit of fashion when I was there, a little bit of ceramics, I did a little bit of weaving. Wow. Um, you do like, you try everything so that you don't. Uh, I tried graphics and it made me cry. Why? <laughs> I had so much math, I didn't know. <laughs> oh. Like um, Illustrator, mm. it's all like plotting points. And oh. I just can't, <laughs> can't oh. think like that. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm no, like, you know what I do? I, I, I'm lucky that I get to meet people like yourself and then I'll be like, you know that thing you did at a school? Can you do something similar? <laughs> like, you know, I have this idea, you know, going wrong Oh, with yeah. It. I made friends with graphic artists right away because I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> so, so you know, you, you finished our foundation and then you, you caught metal and you're like, this is... This what is about it, it though? Because um, you did all these other cool things. Yeah. What, what about it? was it? hard really to choose because like you do try all these cool things but um metal is so cool in that part of it is you do a little bit um my um teacher there Brigitte Clavette who's an amazing artist mm. um she says that like metal is cool because you get to do a little bit of what everyone else does so you never really miss out so like I shaped all this wood myself um I grew this on here uh, it's dead now because I had to freeze it to put it in the beaver brook. But uh, they were like, you can't have a live plant in our museum. <laughs> we have a dolly here. Oh. I was like, yeah, I might have bugs. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, but um, you get to do just a little bit of everything. But there's something so cool about taking this. Like, this was a sheet of metal mm. and, like, heating it up and forming it and, like, having an image in your mind and working this, like, really hard thing to look exactly how you want it to mm. and it's like and also just like there's a magpie quality to me i love shiny things <laughs> <laughs> if i'm honest okay. but uh it's just a really cool process and you get to work with fire and hammers and um there's this sort of mechanical aspect to it too which is really appealing to me so wow and and then when you now decided okay you know the foundation is done I, this is what i want to do what were the three years, well, two before, two the, before yeah. the business year. 
um, they just throw you in. They're like, okay, well, you need to learn to solder. You need to learn to polish. You need to learn to sand things and see scratches and see... Um, there's this thing on silver called fire scale. It's this like slight purple haze. I don't see any on that right now, which is good. <laughs> is that bad? Oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Why is it bad? Um, it's like, that's how it's going to oxidize more. So like, you know, when you have silver and you put it, it like in the like air, it gets brown, like brown. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get that and that's where it's going to go brown first. What purple thing? Um, it is so, this is cool. Yeah. Um, uh, when you heat sterling silver up it's an alloy so the fine silver rises to the top so you get that this like cool white sheen over the top but then when you sand it down a little bit or you polish it the other metals are on the top so those are going to oxidize differently from the fine silver so you oh. want to get those out so it's like a smooth surface wow yeah that's a little work <laughs> and chemistry strangely right 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 right. because you know this metal is that metal okay you keep saying sanding and polishing yeah. is it not the same thing no well sort of um so for a piece like this um i heat it up i heat it up it's it's dirty it's gross um and then you sand everything to make it smooth uh, with three different grits of sandpaper so you go from having this like really rough edge of where the joint, the solder joints are mm. to cleaning it up. And then after that, the polishing part is still kind of uh, sanding, but usually you'll use a rotary wheel with a, like a wax that's impregnated with like, I think some of them are diamond dust, but like different materials and that'll like burnish it to make oh, it shiny. Shine. And then the magpie likes it. Yeah, and then I'm like, ooh. <laughs> okay, so 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 you know, you you do this thing for two years, like, at what point? I mean, it's one thing making thing, then it's like, okay, now I'm turning into a business. <laughs> what what was the transformation like for you, um, or like transition? Yeah, it was strange for me, um, in a way, because you're so used to having people telling you what to make. When you're in school, oh, right, right. you're never lost for ideas because they're like, make me a teapot, make me a ring, make me whatever that does this with these techniques. And mm. now they're like, well, you know the techniques, so go use them and make your own art. And the first little bit is a little strange because you sit down and you're like, I can make anything I want. <laughs> anything. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Mm. And, uh, and that's weird. But then you kind of learn faster. You're like, nobody can tell me what to do, but I'm not going to sell like big pieces all the time I gotta make right. some like pieces and then I, I started doing craft shows which was really good to like get to know people and see the people that kind of connect with my work because mm. like I really love the connection that you have when you make jewelry like right a person's wearing something yeah, that you made yeah, on their yeah. body I never even think of that oh, you it's know? yeah such a like right honor to me anytime someone like shows me like oh i wore your earrings to my graduation I'm like mm. you wore my work to your ma major event like yeah, that's so amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have worn anything right so right. it's like to me it's such a like nerd out moment no of, I, like, didn't, I didn't even think of that but you're right okay wait you mentioned the craft shows do you remember your very first one ah uh, hmm, what was my first one on my own because um, I did a few in school we had right. we um, we organized a couple like as a group but then um, my first one okay my first one is a metalsmith 
was um, a group in Halifax called the Mom Market. And they're really, really nice people. But it was so weird because I was setting up on my own. And normally I have like three or four different people like working with me. What? what? Uh-huh. So the three or four people, do they come from the like the organization or do you bring no, them? No, no, I we would usually have it like I would do shows with other artists. Oh. So we would all be sitting up together. Right. So my first one as MB Piper Metalsmith mm. was very like okay, this is just me and everyone's paying attention to me and I can't be like, and then look at my friend over here. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Oh my God. <laughs> a little uh, nerve-wracking the uh, first time, but that was like, great. Did Everybody feel was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. But then I think there's this like real uh, desire to kind of like hide behind the art. Mm. We were like, I made this, don't look at me. <laughs> 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 okay, 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 okay. So we talk about all the making. Let's talk about the process itself. Because you're like, oh, we have this wheel and stuff. What, like, actually before that, what is a metalsmith? Um, a metalsmith is pretty much any person any person who smiths metal. Uh, <laughs> but uh, any person who works with metal. So um, for me, I am, uh, a lot of what I do is like silversmithing. But um, there's different types of smith. Like a goldsmith is usually someone who works in like really intricate like wedding rings and bands. Um, I call myself a metalsmith because I work in a lot of different metals. Oh. Um, I don't only work in silver. I'm majority silver, but um, also silversmithing is sometimes associated more with vessel work. So people who make like those silver bowls your grandma had. Hmm. Um, those people would be silversmiths. And there's a whole set of other techniques that I haven't learned yet. Who knows? <laughs> You're still I might. My <laughs> uh, <laughs> career is young. Um, but... Right. Right, right, right. But okay, before I leap a little bit further, my brain kind of let me go. It's like, so you did political science <laughs> and you're like, no, what, why did you, what, what was that transition? Like, why did you just leave? Because, like, you're doing your master's, so you've done yeah. your degree already, and you're like, nope, I'm just going to oh. do this. Uh, political science, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but our politi- right. political system is pretty messed up right, right now. Right, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm a person with a lot of empathy, and Whoa. it was really hard. Yes. Um, I was My thesis was on... Um, Digital technologies and hate speech. I mean, yeah, like everything ra- came true, which right. really made me sick. <laughs> right. Oh, so this was before twenty sixteen. Before twenty sixteen. Right. So before Trump was even like announced, I was like, why we are going to get fascists. To, yeah. Why did you decide? <laughs> like, what were you noticing that? Um. So, um, I. <laughs> I play a lot of video games, and mm. the communities there were radicalizing really quickly um, against sort of this, like, oh, this makes me sick. This woke culture mm. um, makes me so, like, oh, those people are so, right. it's like, like, scary on the internet. People, because they'll, um, there's something called the internet disassociation effect where you find a like-minded community, and then anything you're kind of yelling into an echo chamber and they're yelling back. So you start to think that these things what are acceptable. It's okay. And then you bring it into your real life, whether or not you think you are. Right. So um, for me, like I'm a big leftist, so I consume a lot of leftist media and that's just like how I assume people think. 
But then these people who are like, no, women aren't people and we should attack people of color and just the scariest things are yelling it into this group that are like, yes, you're right, you're right, we should do that, we should do that, and radicalizing each other. And I kind of went into these communities, um, particularly uh, Red Pill was one of them. Right. Um, and um, I did a lot with Gamergate. I don't know yeah, if you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, with the, that one doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> like, I know it so makes sense weird. to me because, like... I mean, you're playing, like, it's a video game, like... Just enjoy yourself. Right. Let people have fun. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and, and then you're, like, exposing real... Like, this is where this person leads. It's just, yeah, it doesn't and it's like, this me. is what's radicalizing kids. And it's like, no, they're, like, why would you ever think that, like, oh, no, like, my kid's off playing Call of Duty. No, they're actually, like, hanging out with Nazis. Like, mm, who would think that? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, I mean, so you noticed this and you said, look, this is Yeah, coming. and then I, um, then I compared that to communities through Foucault and his, what, like, what? Like Michel Foucault, oh, the philosopher, yeah. Oh, okay. and I, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. My French is terrible. Right, so. right, 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 right. No, no, no. I don't. I never knew that's how you pronounce it. It might not be. I, I don't want to say what I thought it was. Don't before. quote me. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Um, but I, I looked at sort of like his idea of the panopticon and like people, mm. like the surveillance state and uh, the. It was horrible. Okay, now I want to <laughs> read that thing. No, you don't. It was terrible. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're linking, you know, because it's like, okay, this is, but you, it's like, you, it was like you predicted this thing. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people come back out after the 2016 election and be like, you were right. And right, I was like, right, I right. wish I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so it's like, you saw this thing coming and it's like, I just can't do this. No way. <laughs> you found this art. Yeah. And you're better for it. But, oh my goodness, yes. And I think like that part of my life, I always joke like, oh, it's a big change, but I think it informs how I look at my art. And um, I always overthink things. That was a thing that like one of my teachers used to laugh at me for all the time because she'd be like, oh, what is this? And I'd be like, well, it's a pendant, but actually it's this. <laughs> it represents all of these things. Mm. And um, she'd be like, that's, you can just tell people it's a pendant. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that sort of part of my life really mm. informed how I look at art and yep. what I can say with something is like that feels as trivial as jewelry but it's really not someone's mm. wearing something that you made to express themselves um, because I think the way that we like dress and the way that we style ourselves kind of like that's people's first impressions of you mm. and how you want to be seen and for someone to take a object that I made and use that to represent their identity like mm. that is such a gift mm. and I think like that's one of the things that political science gave me was like I think way too hard about that now <laughs> wow 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 okay okay so let's now dig into the process because there's a show I love and I don't know if many people know your show but it's called Forge in Fire or Forge by Fire anyway I love that show so the whole point okay well you know the show but like for people that don't know the show the whole point is Four people come into this forge and then they get to make a knife usually and then these people test it by yeah. eating it and anyway it's cool it's super cool <laughs> so I, 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 that's not what you do though like you're not working with a fire no. forge well and, I have a torch I have a big torch um, and I um, 
<laughs> I have a bucket that I use as a forge sometimes. It's very cool. It's got little bricks in it. It's about this big. Wow. Um, I got bored one day and built it. I'm a tinkerer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, and my family is very kind to me. They're like, oh, you're setting fires in our backyard. All right. That's fine. Yeah, you don't have a backyard. You just go ahead. <laughs> don't set the grass on fire. Right. Uh, watch out for burn bands. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of similar to that process in that I do have to heat my metals and then, you know, I, I quench them in a similar way. But um, I do um, like cold forging. So I heat the metal up to the point where it's almost melted and that loosens all of the, I guess, molecules don't, I'm, my, I'm not a scientist, mm -hmm. <laughs> but that loosens the metal and then you can sort of move it with a hammer or to the shape with you your want. hands to the shape that you wait, want. Wait, wait, your hand, well, you're yeah, wearing like special gloves or something. Right? No. <laughs> Isn't it all hot, hot? It's, a, it's, you let it cool first. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I like, I bend metal with my hands, but not hot metal. Right. Um, oh, that would, oh, okay. no, I'm not that tough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I need to ask you, because you're like the first person that I know that knows the metal forging thing. When they say quench, like that is that is one of the biggest part of the show, yeah. right? Because all these guys are like baking their metal and stuff, and then they're like, "Oh man, his quench is wrong." Like the fuck are they talking oh, about? Okay, so when you quench something, put the thing in the in like, <laughs> is it oil or? Yeah, what? yeah, it's an oil. Okay. Um, and I've actually done this, and it's really disappointing when it happens. If you quench something at an angle, like steel, um, basically it goes in at the angle you go in. So your whole piece will twist oh. and then it's not. So you need it to be like super straight when you go in because otherwise the it's like really brittle and twisted. Okay. And that's why they break on the show. Yeah. Here's, why, why do they have to do it this way? Would you not be straighter that way? Um, well, usually they're quenching into a bucket. So right. they'd have to get the liquid to stand like oh, sideways, right? Okay. You might I be onto an invention. <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, I mean, because every time. And then the guy was like, oh, the quench messed up. Then he yeah. has to go and heat it up again. And, yeah. Oh, my God. It's the most and disappointing thing in the world. Is running, time is running also. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I just sit in a corner and cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But one of the things I like in the show is when someone, like, has an idea because you usually draw what you're yeah. not to do. And then, like, stuff happens. And then you kind of have to adapt. And then you end up winning. It's, it's so like, oh man, that's cool. But anyway, anyway. I think the artistic process is like that though. Oh. Like even if you're not doing it in like half an hour, you're like, well, I can't do this thing that I thought I was going to do because like either physics won't allow it or I'm just not that good. Mm. Um, and then you kind of like work it out on the fly and mm. figure out like, okay, how am I going to attach this to this and this to this and this yes. to this? And you get like really cool designs out of it. Um, I think like all art works that way. Cause you're like, well, crap, I spilled coffee on this and now I have to paint around. Mm. I don't know. I'm sure that there aren't people spilling coffee on canvases, <laughs> but I'm clumsy and I can wash mine. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, so you start doing these things, start doing craft shows when you look, you know, it's like, okay, this is a legit business and this is how I'm going to take care of myself and my people? Yeah. Uh, it was scary. Mm. Uh, I was canning beer at the time when I decided I could do it. What, what is... Uh, like I, literally I used to machine? literally go to beer breweries with a machine and can their beer for them. And oh. that's what I was doing while I was doing the art thing. I had a job where they were really like permissive about my 
like, oh, I have a craft show. I have to go do this. I can't do this this week. But I was traveling all around the Maritimes and I got this um, email from a gallery that it was like a call for submissions. And they were like, hey, we really want you to participate. And I was like, okay, this is a sign because I'm really impulsive. <laughs> I quit my job. Right, right, right. No, left. Yeah. And, but it worked out, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, What but, was the exhibition? Uh, it was the Small Works Gallery in Sussex, New Brunswick. Mm. And I don't remember the name of the gallery off mm. the top of my head. Oh, no. Um, but it was, it was not like, oh, we want to feature you as like a big part of this. It was like, do you want to just join this little, little show with like 50 of your closest friends? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, I'll do it. bring what, it on, quit my job. You, what did you mean? Uh, I made a bunch of earrings for that, I think. Um, and I sold like one piece and it was, it was not like a big, like life changing moment, but it was definitely when I looked at my work and I was like, I could do this. I could like, with hard work, this could be my day job. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think you probably had to make that jump yourself where you were like, okay, now, like, this is what I do. Like, mm. I'm a filmmaker. Like, mm. here we go. Um, it's scary as fuck, though. <laughs> it is so scary. <laughs> I still lie in bed sometimes. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> okay, so um, is it someone comes to the Mary Beth uh, Piper website, checks it out. MBPiper.com. Yeah. And, and then do they, do they say make me this or do they just buy what's on there? Uh, it depends on what they want. So I do custom work and what I like to do is I sit down with people and like, okay, what is this? Like, is it for a person? What do they like? What kind of person are they? Like mm. where, what would you describe their aesthetic as? Cause I mean, it's always going to be my aesthetic cause I can't do anything else, mm. but I want to kind of get a feeling for who this person is. Um, especially when it's something as intimate as like a wedding ring or something right. that is a lot of trust. Uh, and sometimes it doesn't always go well, but, mm. um, but you want to like really know the person to a degree. Um, not to like be creepy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a little, like to have make a thought. Sure that what you're making goes yeah, with who they and, are. Like, I'm a person who like, if they want something that's not me, I'm going to be like, that's a really cool idea, but I'm not the artist that would do this the best. And mm. then I'll like refer them to other people I know who are like much different. Huh. That is a, that's actually a lot of, <laughs> wow. Cause I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, it's, it's unfortunate every time because I'm like, I want that sale. But right. like, <laughs> like from a functional part, I'm right. like, man, I just really want your money. But right. I think like if yeah. I bring them to like what's best for them, yes, like, they might actually they'll be come happier back or they'll tell to... their friends. Right. Or like and I have had people be like, look, my friend didn't work with you, but um I saw your work and I like it. Can right. I get this? And so you know being honest with yourself and like I have only tried to make like a gemstone wedding ring one time it did not work out well the person was like really nice about it but it was not great um and since then I'm like no I gotta be like that was like early early on mm. I was like I gotta be honest with myself I gotta do what I do and there are a lot of people who make beautiful work that I would never make mm. and that's cool and that's good for them but that's you go to them not me <laughs> right 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 okay I, I can't let you go without talking about 
The torso. <laughs> the torso. We gotta talk about a torso. <laughs> the, the torso what, what, in the room. What was this? What? <laughs> the torso in the room. What was the story? Um. So I was super homesick when I made that. Um, it was my last year of school, and this is um, this is one of my regular production lines. Uh, it's called Lycanthropy, but L I C H E N, like moss. Oh. And it's a pun. <laughs> That's one of the things that my teacher said I probably overthought. Um, <laughs> but um, I had been working on it and on this production line and really, really missing home. And I wanted to make something that sort of felt, sort of evoked that feeling of a place to me. Mm. And um, so I decided I would make my own stand. So my partner stood still while I plastered his chest. <laughs> um, <laughs> And which is why I call it William because that's his middle name. But um, then this moss is actually from my childhood home. Oh. I went and I harvested a bunch of it and grew it on this torso because uh, plaster is mostly made of gypsum, which moss grows really well on. Oh. Um, so I spent a really long time just like watering my art, which was weird. <laughs> and then I wanted to make this and. Like these are freshwater pearls, but they they evoke that sort of rocky seashore to me, mm. and everything about it was this sort of like I live in Herring Cove or lived in Herring Cove, so um, it's this rugged like I grew up jumping on rocks and probably doing things that were stupid when I was a kid, mm. but you get this like affection for this really rocky mossy landscape by the ocean, and mm -hmm. I just wanted to make that sort of personified and like an avatar of that mm. and uh yeah that's that's wow. where that came from it looks like it took a while it did. <laughs> it did and like i was i had to freeze it to put it on show um because like you can't put live plants in an art gallery they don't mm. like that uh, so I had to take this thing that like I grew from nothing yes, and that... put it in a freezer. I'm like, I'm killing my art. <laughs> it was very sad for me. And oh, no. I, I didn't have a freezer big enough. So I had a teacher just like take this torso and explain to her husband. Right. But she's like, this is for one of my students. <laughs> I was just like, I'm so sorry. You had to do that. Luckily, right. they're both artists. So yeah. he got it. But right. <laughs> it's just like, take this, <laughs> this replica of someone's chest and put, it, put in it in your freezer your... <laughs> next to your ego waffles <laughs> and she did bless her that was really kind of her but um okay and and of course like i i know i know it's something else like you know it's like a teapot or something but i, I see like the aladdin lamp yeah <laughs> i see that too um i wasn't thinking of that when i made it but mm. Um, this little guy definitely made it into an Aladdin lamp, like mm. the little um, flange, I want to say it's called. I don't remember. Don't know anything. It's been too long. So here's the thing, though. Um, the things you make, do they have to be practical or just art? Like, like can you, like, boil stuff uh, with you it? Couldn't, well, you could boil water in that, but... Um, Normally what you would do is you'd use a kettle and you'd put the tea bag in and make like a cup of tea. It, it's a functional uh, teapot. Right. Uh, I've never drank tea out of it before. <laughs> uh, I always say I'm going to. And I'm just <laughs> one day, too scared. One day. <laughs> but it holds water. It's watertight. Like I right. have tested that. And 
uh, run around watering plants with it, which was really fun. Nice. <laughs> I think I might have used that to water that. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> they come together. Um, you know what? It's always a it's always a great time chatting with you, and, and you have this like layers of the things you do from the political science to the prediction of Trump and what is happening today. <sighs> I actually saw a photo today of like some kid in Bridgewater with like a Nazi flag on his bicycle, <sighs> and it's like. I don't, I don't even understand. I don't even understand. Like, I, anyway, I don't, I don't understand. Get, I, don't I think you said that. everything that needs to be yeah. said there. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. doesn't make sense. And it was like this feeling of just like watching it happen, but there's nothing you can do. Mm. And I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm. Like, what was the initial plan though when you were studying that? Like, what was, what did you, did you do? You want to walk in like, I guess, politics, you want to um, be activism. like a, Right, right. Yeah, okay. I wanted to work in like digital activism, um, which is a growing field now, but uh, I mean, wasn't really a thing then. Right. Um, but there's a lot of think tanks. I and think stuff. you have been crying every day, though, just like sad. Yeah, I, it was so sad. Versus that was now the thing. you're just it's happy. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I can still like read about that and right. try to uh, combat it in my own in communities and stuff, yes. but. Like, if I see that stuff happening, like, I play a lot of video games, so if someone says something, I'm just like, dude, that's not cool, and here's why. Mm. And it's like, maybe you don't know. And people are, like, weirdly receptive to that sometimes, and sometimes they call me a slur and tell me to leave. But people. a lot of the time, mm. people will be like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, like, I haven't seen that before. So, mm. like, sometimes it's good, but anyone who's played a game knows most of the time people are just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm going to let you go, but, like, this is, you know, I, I keep saying last one, but this is the real last one, though. Now, you know, you have, forever, <laughs> you have MB Piper doing its thing. What are, I guess, do you have some plans in the work? Yeah. Um, I haven't done a gallery piece in a really long time, and just in the last couple weeks... I've been like craving that experience again. Mm. So uh, I'm working on a couple things to apply for shows right now. Um, one is, I actually shouldn't say anything. I'm not gonna say anything about where I'm applying. Okay. I don't wanna jinx it, but mm -hmm. it will be on my website and will be on my Instagram, but I am doing um, more large scale pieces, which is um, where I kind of get to get into the higher level thoughts of like, um, I'm doing one right now that's like, it's a maze that you can't solve. Oh. And the prize at the end of the maze is like this really beautiful rutile uh, quartz, which is a stone that uh, symbolizes prosperity. Mm. And you just can't get to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which tells you how well my business, no, it's not my business. But it's this, this like feeling of the economy right now is every time you open the news, it's like, a well. bomb just collapsed. And yeah. And inflation. And, and we put it up. 0.5%. It's really the last time now, though, guys, <laughs> for real. And I think it's we've all kind of got this exhaustion of yeah. this feeling of like every time we get a little closer, they move the goalposts. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to make a piece that was kind of like, I'm so frustrated with the feeling of moving the goalposts right. or changing where the exit is. Um, and that's what I'm one piece I'm working on. And, and the stone in it, Rutile quartz is clear quartz with like another stone shot through it. So this one is like this really beautiful, I think it's tourmaline, but really beautiful gold through it. So it looks like gold, mm. but it makes the stone softer. It puts cracks in the foundation. Mm. So 
there's you know saying something with that too wow <laughs> bad. it's like the most expensive anti-capitalist art i've ever made <laughs> it's like oh don't do this but it's but like if much. you can afford it yes. <laughs> it feels kind of weird but <laughs> it's super ironic too yeah like that kind of appeals to me too mm, mm. <laughs> Oh, it's always great talking to you. So I want to say thank you so much for talking about William <laughs> and coming to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. <laughs>